Welcome to The Matt Haycock Show, a podcast about business, money and life. Matt has been making money and making mistakes for over 20 years. And in this podcast, he shares his thoughts and stories so you can improve your business, finances and life whilst hopefully avoiding the mistakes he and others have made along the way. Listen in and level up. Evening, guys. Hello, hello. Who's jumping on? Who is going to be first to the party tonight? Hey, Paige. Hey, Alex. This is Paige, Alex, and one other. Harish, live. You are on time today, Paige. You were you were at the bitter end last night, but um, I'm sure you caught it. Uh, I'm sure you caught it on the catch up. Paul Devine, how you doing, buddy? Harish, Mark Burke. Got a couple of names I don't recognise tonight. What has everyone been doing? I'm very tired. Very tired. I think um, what has been inside and hot weather. I've, uh, I've, I've been for a long walk today, like super, super long, bit of walking, bit of running, um, and it put me to sleep. I nodded off about six o'clock. I've just, uh, I've just come around. Evening, Emma. Thanks for joining us. How says, how's my quarantine going? Productive, buddy, productive. <laughs> I've been doing lots and lots of work, uh, talking to you guys a lot. I mean, I think yesterday I did. Uh, I think I did four hours live yesterday. Uh, three hours, two hours on Facebook, two hours on Instagram. So uh, yeah, certainly keeping busy. Hey, Camilla Collins, don't recognise your name. Well, listen, we'll um, we'll start having a natter, and uh, I've had a couple of messages from some people today saying that they had questions and things they wanted to talk about. So as always. Uh, make my life easier for me and put some questions in the comment box. Save me having to do too much thinking. But in the meantime, I did have a topic that we we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, just have a little recap on today's question, though. Uh, what does Paige say? Loving the top. You, you, Paige, you can't imagine how old this top is. I must have had this top. I've definitely had it since before Harley was born. I literally, I must have had it for about 15, 15 years. Went for a walk today and got blisters. Been planning some more and giving myself some more ideas. Good to hear. David Bradley Ward. Good evening, buddy. Good evening. You and I are going to have to do one of these lives together over the next few days. You can talk to everyone about the state of the peer-to-peer market and, and fundraising. Evening, Peter. Um, so, yeah, so today's question was talking about uh, what you can do. Um, not me telling you, me asking you. Uh, what you can do to be able to compete with what well, it was framed as what can you do to compete with Amazon? Um, my post was a little clip from um, from a conversation Zara Holland and I were having the other week. Uh, Zara, for anyone who doesn't know her, uh, is um, as a is a friend of mine. Uh, she's an ex Love Islander, but a current uh, a current retailer. Uh, she's had a, had a retail store for a long time. Uh, a couple of stores in small towns in East Yorkshire and, a, and an online business and we were talking about um, you know what what you need to do to compete you know to compete with the likes of Amazon and the and the other uh, large-scale online discount retailers um, and 
my belief is that um, you know whilst ever you've got a point of difference, you know whilst ever you've got that personalised service, you know there's, there's always things that you can offer that uh, you know that, that the big boys can't offer. And listen, I'm not going to be naive enough to say that um, that it is it is possible to compete with them on a pound for pound basis. Um, but uh, you know, it's th- there are certainly things you can do to imp- increase your margins, increase your turnover, and prolong your existence in that business. Um, and I asked you guys some of the things that you were, some of the things that you were going to do to be able to make your business, you know, bulletproof, if you like. You know, how, how can you put a protective moat around it, as as Warren Buffett would uh, would would use as his analogy? Uh, you know, what 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 it, what is your USP, your point of difference uh, that will help you survive and thrive? Uh, a couple of comments from people. Tasha Mitchell uh, said to make her business unique, uh, she offers support group chats as well as messaging me or even FaceTime whenever my clients need support. And that's, that, that is something uh, you know, quite common now with the likes of Facebook groups and uh, you know, a, a common method of aftercare and very, very valuable. Um, you know, it, it, creating that sense of community with your clients is, is very important. You know, bu- building that connection between you and them, uh, you know, pot- potentially expanding that. And like I say, creating a community for all of your clients to feel part of. Um, and, you know, one, one of the things we always talk about is how, how easy it is to do, uh, how easy it is to do a lot of this stuff with existing platforms and existing technology that's already out there. Um, and, you know, it's, you don't need fancy websites, you don't need fancy kit. You know, if you make that decision that, 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 you, that you want to create, build and maintain relationships with clients, you know, create groups for sense of community with your clients, uh, then you can, like I say, do it with the existing technologies like Facebook groups, like FaceTime, as Tasha refers to, uh, Zoom, and you know, some, some of the other things that I talk about a lot. What else? Is, Camilla says she's been living all the way. Work, social, all on the screen from one place. It's a dream. I've gained so much time. Self-isolation, bliss, fantastic. Yeah, you know, um, I was I was actually thinking about live thinking about lives today. Um, I think it was Peter uh, Peter Wilson who the um, who had come up with when I was when I was talking this to to you guys in the night because I know last night I was talking about how you just really have to find a way to simplify and get into your comfort zone uh, to you know to start creating some content and build up from there. And I was saying look, if you can't do video, do audio. If you can't do audio on your own, do it with somebody else. Uh, you know, if you can't, you know, do it pre-recorded, do it as an interview. You know, just do something to be to be to be able to to be able to make it to, to be able to make it happen. And and somebody else, I can't remember if it was Peter, said, "Oh, I'm you know, uh, I'm going to start doing lives." And I think I mentioned, well, you know, don't do lives just yet. Um, you know, build your confidence up and get a little bit better. You know, do some pre-recorded stuff. But after I'd said that, it kind of it kind of. And that, to be honest, that would have been my strategy, but it reminded me of um, of a, an article or you know a, a video or something I watched uh, a while ago, where um, where an influencer was talking about how to uh, you know giving techniques to force people to get going, and actually they did say the exact opposite to me, which was to if you're struggling to start, just start doing lives. 
because uh, you know I think uh, and what their logic is is a big part of people not people not starting is you know is that they haven't got everything perfect uh, you know you know it's like when you do a photo you haven't got the lighting right you haven't got the filter right you haven't got the you know the the um, after touch up right etc and with a video it's even harder you know it's 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 so it's so easy to start making excuses that this isn't right and that isn't right and before you know it, you know you re-record and you re-record and you re-record and obviously you know what i and many others will say is is that the first of all it's you that you that thinks it's wrong not that it really is wrong and secondly you know 80 percent 90 percent quality but getting it out there is much more important than 100 percent quality um you know, having perfection and not getting it out there and i guess one of the logics to going live is you are just thrown in at the deep end you've got no chance to make excuses you've got no ability to go oh, i don't like that take uh, I'll, I'll i'll cancel it and re-record it and cancel it and re-record it um so it didn't like i said after i came off the live last night it did make me think about that and just got me thinking maybe um you know maybe for some people um if you find yourself constantly <laughs> deleting your content and deleting your content maybe just get out there and do it as a live um and there's nothing you know there's, there's no stopping you then there's nothing you can do about it uh what else has anybody said today page has said um can't get my computer going you're offering techniques but in a different way everybody works different uh, oh yeah now, this is what i like page because it leads me on to what i wanted to talk about you said you've added some aftercare products to my range for free so i'm using incentives to boost my clientele so one of the things i wanted to talk about today and that's a nice lead on is is how can you add to your product range how can you add to your offers and you know and, and create like an offer stack um i.e. having having lot, lots of products you know more than one product products in different price points for your business um and and you know this, this is this is something i've been guilty of myself in the past you know where we automatically think uh well you know my product is page my 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 product is uh doing hair extensions and then you kind of limit yourself to that um and therefore anyone who could come to you uh, for anything other than hair extensions or anything at a price lower than what you're selling for or or at a price higher is effectively you're you're unable to serve them and you are closing yourself uh, to a few things you're closing yourself to increasing your turnover by being available to a larger market uh, you are cl- closing yourself to the ability to bring customers bring new customers in who can't necessarily afford your existing product at the moment because again I, mean, I don't know what your hair extensions cost i'm just using it as an, an example but just let's say they were 300 pounds for for some hair extensions you know if you're a customer that doesn't need hair extensions or can't afford hair extensions uh, then effectively you never get the chance to bring them into your circle and start letting them see your social media letting them you know see your brand you know build your personality build from your personality etc so you know so that that door is closed to them and if you don't have higher value products um you know and higher value products are normally higher margin products there's certainly a higher cash margin product even if they're not a higher uh, percentage margin product you know you are limiting your your, your ability to earn and this conversation, this thought process came around because for two reasons. One, it's something I've been working on, 
over over the past couple of weeks of lockdown for my businesses. Um, and a friend of mine who has popped up on these lives a couple of times, a guy called Sav, uh, a magician who you'll have heard me give you give a shout out to a few times. He came to me the other day uh, to ask some questions about his business uh, and it got me on to talking to him about his offer stack. So I mean, like, you know, for example, when I first started in the finance business, my original product, you know, my initial product was providing stock finance for second-hand car dealers. So effectively, my only product was a, a loan, a stocking loan to a second-hand car dealer who wanted to buy and sell cars. That was a, that was a nice business in and of itself, but uh, it, it was obviously very limiting, very limiting to the growth of our business. Um, and you know we, we could only offer a certain type of business at a certain price. So we would get, you know, we'd receive lots of leads, lots of telephone, you know, inbound telephone calls of people looking for finance, but we were unable to serve them and we were therefore unable to get them in our sales funnel, you know, get them into our ecosystem to market to them, uh, to, you know, to potentially trade with them in the future. Uh, so then, you know, we naturally evolved into cash flow loans for smaller businesses, bridging loans for larger businesses. Uh, and and listen and don't get me wrong this this was not me let's say being clever at the time this was this was almost a you know, a, nat- a natural process of of, of growth um, but now I understand the concept here uh, you know it's I appreciate very much it's something that that can be sat down and thought about and brainstormed and ideally done a lot earlier in the business than then we don't miss the opportunities to um, to collect leads customer leads. Uh, as as time goes on, uh, so you know, so so for example, we used to get a we used to get a lot of inbound leads where um, there was it was people wanting startup finance. So initially, we didn't do startup finance. Then we added startup finance to finance to our range of products. But then invariably, the quality of the leads they were never good enough to qualify for the kind of finance that we were offering. You know, they were too small a business, you know, they, or they wanted too small a loan that wasn't economically viable for us, or they, or the quality of the security wasn't right. So, you know, so at that point, uh, you know, there was nothing, there was like nothing we could do with this customer. You know, we couldn't sell them anything, therefore we couldn't make any money. Um, it had cost us money to acquire that lead. You know, however you want to skin it, we'd paid for pay-per-click on Google, or I'd put time into marketing like this, or you know, uh, an, an affiliate had given uh, an affiliate had given us a lead. So, however you skin it, that lead had cost us money, and it was effectively dead. And that's then when I started to create content like this. So, you know, if someone was a startup business, uh, you know, just because we couldn't help them at that time didn't mean we wanted to not be able to build a relationship with them so then you know so i wrote a book uh, i wrote a book about how to how to how to raise finance for your business a book that i could potentially sell or if not sell i could certainly certainly give away to these people uh, you know i start to create a lot of my youtube videos and a lot of my content you know get, giving giving out advice you know teaching people how to how to use creative thinking to find other methods to finance their business because just because I couldn't help them there and then, I may be able to help them at some point in the future. Uh, and therefore, if I can help them along their journey, uh, but obviously I need to help them along that journey in a, an economically viable way for me, i.e. Um, I, can't, I can't be investing you know, my time you know, one-on-one to help them with this stuff because obviously I've only got so many hours in the day. And that's not a scalable proposition. But if I if I've written a book, if I've created videos, you know, if 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 I've got 
a massive content out there that these people can can watch and listen to and hopefully then make their businesses better um, one day they would have a business big enough to then be able to come back to me and ask for finance and at that point I could make money you know another great example of that is uh, my friend Tim Kitchen, who um, who you've seen on on um, on some of my posts lately, who did a webinar the other day about how to set your business up to to uh, be working remotely, um, and his average customer, I think his average customer spends between two and ten thousand pounds a month with him on pay per click and SEO and digital marketing, and I think from memory, like their minimum entry level customer is something like fifteen hundred pounds. Uh, don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm just um, I'm just using this for example's sake. But he would get a lot of leads in, uh, who are too too small a business. You know, Steve the plumber, who currently works on his own and can't therefore possibly afford Tim's service at fifteen hundred pounds. So what has he done? He's created cheaper entry level products, basically like the do it yourself product of you know an online university for £50 a month where Steve the plumber can go into that university um, and learn how to do a lot of the things himself to do his own SEO, to do his own pay-per-click, to make his own website better and therefore effectively hopefully grow to a size one day that would be big enough to be a viable customer uh, for Tim to be able to sell to. And I said, I'm not going to keep giving stories and examples. Uh, I'm sure you get the picture of what I'm talking about. Uh, and all of you can apply this to your, you know, to your business. Uh, I mean, I will give you one more example, which was uh, when I was talking to Sav, the magician. Um, his product, effectively, is he has one single product, which was him performing at somebody, at, as an entertainer at a magic show for somebody. Um, and that... Sorry, people, people, people are jumping in on here. I, I didn't realise. Basically, I'm so grateful as my clients have been checking in with me and I've been giving them videos to help maintain. Yeah, fantastic methods of keeping that communication. Sorry, my home says, good evening. Sorry, guys, I didn't realise you, you were in this box, otherwise I would have been answering you more. Camilla says, lives are great, it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Just jump on and be yourself 100%, which is hard to do these days. And the fact that it's uncomfortable means we need to do it more. Yeah, and it will get easier every day. Um... Camilla says, can you tell, can I tell you about my tattoos? Dan Healy is there. How are you, are you doing? Dan Healy is going to be on the live with me tomorrow, as long as he doesn't get too drunk. Um, Pace says, did I publish the book? It's, if it, it's effectively published as an e-book, but if you send me your email address, I will send you a copy of it. Uh, Tasha says, what is the best way to start a business on limited capital? Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. At all. What else is anyone saying? Chantel's late but listening and taking notes. Richard Wolf, good evening. Good evening to you too. Tully Carson says, any advice on what industries and companies to buy stocks in? If you, I, I don't recognise your name and I think you're new to these. One thing I don't do personally is buy stocks and shares uh, because I don't understand them. I certainly don't take tips off other people who are offering those tips. Um, so my best advice to you is be really happy that I'm not giving you any advice and don't listen to anybody else's advice as well, especially somebody who wants to ask you for money. Um, Richard is saying don't buy them to make money, they're a gamble. They certainly are. 
Peter says Tesco's is a great example of this with their range, a basic range, mid range, high range, exactly. Yep. Um, right, sorry, we're, we're at the bottom now, so if I talk, at least, at least it'll go up. Yes, I was talking to you about Sav the Magician. He has one single product, which is him being an entertainer at a magic show. And let's just call it a thousand pounds for the sake of this conversation. Let's say he charges a thousand pounds to be to, to provide a two a two hour magic show. So obviously the problem with him then is he's got so much to offer in in the magical sense, but unless you are somebody having a wedding, somebody having a birthday party, someone putting on a corporate event and somebody who uh, has got a thousand pounds to spend he's of no use to you um so what we started to talk about is what other products he can create both below the thousand pound bracket and above the thousand pound bracket to be able to be able to offer his services to a wider audience and then ultimately make himself more valuable now one one thing we immediately started to talk about was um was teaching magic you know, you know give, give, giving education uh, and obviously online courses anything like that now is is fantastically topical uh, but you know but this concept exist existed prior and will continue to exist long long into the future so we talked about the possibility of maybe being able to being able to create an um, an online course that he could sell to people who who wanted to have magic lessons because he sells his time giving a one-on-one -on -one magic lesson or he could do it over skype but again you know to maintain the fact that he's at 500 pound an hour let's say if you haven't got that 500 pound to spend then he's of no use to you but if he pre-records some of some of his teachings he could he could put it on an online portal um, and that could be whatever it could be 10 pounds a month 50 pounds a month 100 pounds a month whatever he can get away with but then here and, and you've done two things then one is you've got a second product so you can open yourself to a whole new market of people and that should make that can potentially make him money in itself he gets the subscriptions uh, and that's a profitable profitable avenue in itself secondly what it does is effectively bring him a whole load of new customers um a whole load of new customers who may some of those ultimately may not may have the money at either now or in the future to be able to spend more with him and then he can move them up the ladder um but what's also starts to get really interesting is when he offers himself out and he's and he's in a price he's, he's in a price war with other people he can start to layer on some of these other services almost as freebies and make his product sound so much more valuable so one of the things we were talking about the other day was he is offering a 20 person magic lesson or something um online to to a corporate business and somebody else is offering to do that as well and he was saying how, how much should he charge and obviously the problem is if someone charges 900 then he has to charge 850 they charge 800 and it's a you know it's, it's it's a race to the bottom but if he has these other products in his product mix um then for example the online magic the online magic lessons once he's created it it's effectively free so what he could but let's just say for example he charges 99 pounds 99 pounds for lifetime access to that what he could then do is when he's offering his £1,000 two-hour online magic lesson to these 20 people, he could say for that everybody who join, everybody who comes to the lesson gets free access for life to his course, which is, which is £99 and there's 20, and therefore he's effectively given away £2,000 worth of value um, 
really it's cost him nothing because he's already created it but then that all all of a sudden makes him feel so much cheaper or so much better value than anybody he's competing against so i'm sure you get the idea uh tuline carson says i understand your concept but it would be hard to position your business i'm not too sure what you mean by that if you expand on that for me i will uh, i will try and answer for you uh, but if you're talking about the concept I've just been talking about there for greater product range and more expensive products and cheaper products, I fail to believe there is any business in any sector that cannot do that. That cannot do that. Uh, you might not. It might not come to your head immediately, um, and it might not come to my head immediately. Uh, but you know, the, the, none of these. I mean, we're talking about setting your business up for life here. So none none of these things are necessarily going to come to you in five minutes. But sit down. Sit down with a blank sheet of paper. Um, or sit down with your mates or your, or your work colleagues and a, a bottle of wine um, and, just, and just start brainstorming. And it, you know, it, it almost doesn't matter how crazy some of these ideas are. Um, don't, don't worry about viability initially. Worry about creating the ideas and the concepts. And then when you've created tens and tens and tens of different ideas that you could do, then start to look at, are they viable? How much would it cost to deliver? And as I've said on the last couple of nights of lives, don't just think about what you can afford to pay for or what you're prepared to pay for. Um, you know, the, everybody out there has different different desires, different pain points, different, um, uh, you know, different budgets that they're prepared to work to. Um, so don't close your mind to opportunities just because you wouldn't or couldn't afford to pay for something. And I think the other night we're using the example of, the example of a of a masseuse. You know, I'm a major major massage fan, and I also like to do things at the time of day that suits me because I keep funny hours or I'm busy or whatever it may be. And you know, if I could find a great masseuse who is effectively on call at some mad time, um, then you know, within re within reason, I'd pay anything for that. Certainly more than double, triple, you know, potentially even quadruple than their normal their normal hourly rate. Um, and that's again, that's just chucking chucking it out there as an example that you know, there is always someone prepared to pay. Well, says anybody saying my way home says you're just listening in. You are still listening in. You're just a bit busy in the background tonight with uploading online products. Good stuff. Multitasking. Paige says it's a good example. Thank you very much, Paige. A few new people. Backyard Toys, Emski 320, R Singe. Not seen some of you guys before. Welcome to the party. Um, Tasha asked a question earlier. How, what is my advice to start a start up business on limited capital? Um, I mean, I guess I guess a couple a couple of things. I mean, first of all, is it physically possible? And viable to start that business on on limited capital. I mean, obviously, one thing I always talk about is that I see business plans with so much unnecessary fat in them that they could be started for a lot less money if you trim these things out. Uh, but if it, almost like the the exact opposite of that is, you know, certain things cost an, a minimum amount to do. You know, it will take a certain amount of time to generate sales and generate income and cash flow and profitability. Um, so you obviously need to make sure you've got enough run money uh, to get to that point of profitability. Otherwise, you could, you know, you could fall over before you even get out of the blocks. So first of all, make sure your business um, can be can be started for the limited amount of capital you've got. Um, and and also, <laughs> look, we've talked about this. I remember talking about this a week or so ago. 
if you, if the business takes X amount of capital and you've only got this, was I'm, I've talked to you a lot about finding creative methods of fundraising. You know, don't just think in terms of bank loans. Could you look at personal loans? Don't just think in terms of loans. Could you look at credit cards and overdrafts? Could you get your customers to pay upfront, heavily upfront, uh, very heavily upfront in return for a massive discount? You know, just ways to get cash into the business. Uh, so there's, you know, again, depending on your business and your business model, there's always there's always ways to you know to create extra cash flow, but there are also limits to reality. Um, and maybe just maybe that business at that particular time with the amount of capital you can get access to isn't the right business for you at that time and don't let that put you off uh you know and you know i'm not trying to be negative about it i'm the one who's always talking to you about finding creative ways to achieve what you want to achieve but sometimes you know at the end of the day if you are a newbie in business and you've got no money and very little business experience, and you need to start a business, so and you want to start a business that needs 10 million pounds to set it up, I'm sorry, all the positive thinking in the world is not gonna help that help, help with that. You know, you need to put that business on the back burner and start with a smaller business and um, you know build that business and make money from that and then move on to the next step and the next step. Because every time you do more business and make more money, you will also further your contact base, uh, you know, improve your network, and improve your education and problem solving, et cetera, et cetera. So um, yeah, um, think creative, be positive, but also be realistic, Tasha. Um, Chantel is working. Good evening, Chantel, and thank you for working. Nikki Warner is in the house. How you doing, buddy? I was gonna call you today, actually, and then um, never got round to it. I've been, uh, I've been writing an online course myself, actually, today, so. Um, that's kept me busy, and then I've had a long, long walk, and then I've fallen asleep. Um, wang Wan. Wang Wan. I don't know. What, what does Wang Wan mean? Um, all right, guys. Well, listen. Um, you never got to see it, but I do have my wine tonight. Saturday night, wine night. I may even cook some turkey mince again in a minute. Um, but um, unless anyone else has got any questions or anything else you want to talk about, um, I will announce tonight's winner, um, who is, again, it's a, it's a face I've seen crop up quite a few times on posts lately, um, but never, um, never won, I don't think. Uh, but it is Hannah Bennett. She had some numbers after her name as well. I think it was 41. Hannah Bennett, 41. Um, so well done. Congratulations, Hannah. And we were with me a PayPal and with um, me a PayPal and I will send you some money. Hundred pounds is coming its way to you. Oh, what are you up to? It means really wagwan means what are you up to? I'm either getting old or that's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not down with the kids in that terminology anymore. Chantel, send me a message about how that translates to. What are you up to? And Pay says, every night is wine night for you. It hasn't been every night, although I admit it's probably a lot more nights than I have wanted. Paige, you've won. You've definitely won at least once before. You've definitely won at least once before. And we've got long, long time during lockdown to, um, to have more chances to win. And also, I genuinely think for a lot of you guys uh, that the work you're doing 
and the, uh, I guess the help or the motivation or whatever I'm giving you guys is worth a hell of a lot more than the hundred quid. So don't be, um, don't be worried if you haven't won just yet. Um, but keep coming back, keep coming back. All right. Well, I will. I will have a word with my random competition generator and tell him to uh, tell him to randomly work towards you in the not too distant future. Tomorrow is Easter Sunday, everybody, um, and I'm going to do a few extra lives tomorrow. Um, we'll do the usual one at nine o'clock where we can talk business and see what you've all been up to. But I have put the word out to a few friends. Uh, to come and do some entertainment for us during the day. So Dan Healy, who uh, you saw pop up earlier on, Dan is um, Dan is an awesome musician, songwriter, ro uh, works with Ronan Keating. Um, and I think I've told you before that he's written a song uh, for for the NHS, the Frontliners. So he's going to come on and play that song to us and tell us a little bit what, about what he's been up to. So get your dancing shoes ready. Um, or is the acoustic version? Uh, well, Scotty T, Scotty T is going to be in the house. He's going to pop on for ten or fifteen minutes. We can see what he's been up to, and um, he can talk in Geordie language for us. And I've I've messaged messaged a few other people as well who uh, who should be jumping on. I think Paul Knops might swing by and say hello. So we'll have an Easter Sunday special. So thanks a lot as always for popping by, guys. And um, I will look forward to seeing you definitely at nine o'clock tomorrow. Uh, but uh, maybe earlier in the day if you jump on with, uh, with any of my um, more entertainment-related guests. Peter Wilson, nice to see you as well, matey. Um, hope those notes are almost turning into a podcast and turning into content. And for everyone who has listened tonight, uh, go back and have a re-watch of this if you need to, but have a think, have a big think what I was talking to you about uh, your uh, about your offers and your products um, and like I say whatever business you've got whatever it is you're selling there is definitely um, there is definitely ways for you to in increase that, that that product mix even if your product is you as a consultant charging whatever charging a hundred pounds an hour charging 500 pounds a day you know what, 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 what whatever it is you do there is a way to create an offer stack both more expensive and cheaper and broaden that product base and increase those margins. So that is it for me, Saturday night. What date? Saturday the 11th of March. No, April even. Everything's merging into one for me. I'm sure it's for a lot of you guys as well. So good night and I will speak to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Matt Haycock Show. For more Matt, check out his YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash Matt Haycox. Or go stalk him on Instagram and Twitter, The Matt Haycox. And we'll see you soon.